0: terms and conditions apply this is the best of outkick the coverage with clay travis
2: on fox sports radio
1: it appears to be working well that is our intro for petros papadakis who is with us now am 570 sports petros by the way go figure the mystery was that we screwed up i know it's going to shock everybody out there but we had an error with our audio Are you able to use audio on your show? Like, if you ask for a clip, Petros,
2: does it work? Uh, Generally, yeah. And if it doesn't, I get really mad and overreact.
1: So (laughs) I'm kind of that way, too. Like, I'm pretty easygoing, but we can never play audio on this show. Like, like we have a 30% success rate, I would say, with audio clips that actually work on the show.
2: Well, do you want me to actually make, like, a radio suggestion? Because you don't want to hear that from a local yokel like me, do you, Clay?
1: I think we need all the help
2: we can get. I would uh, would suggest you buy your own soundboard and play your own sound because uh, being thousands of miles away does not help uh, people play sound for you.
1: Yeah, you know, here's the other thing. Um, I think that our inability to play audio... Is is really? I mean, yeah. Thanks for the. Was that you, Petros, or is that just some random audio beep on our show?
2: That was a random audio beep on your show.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm surprised. It, frankly, I'm surprised that it worked. Um, so <laughs> I, I can't figure out what's going on. But I'm with you. Like, I just say, okay, cue it up, and then it doesn't go. And then, like, a little part of me just dies. And so it's it relatively rare. It is discouraging when the audio that you cue up and tee up just doesn't work.
2: There's no doubt about it, Clay. But we all have to work together for a harmonious sports talk radio show.
1: There's no doubt at all. All right, so speaking of harmonious sports talk radio, are you buying in, like, today's show for you in the afternoon? How much time will you spend talking about Sue signing with the Rams? How big of a story is this in L.A.? Well,
2: it broke yesterday while we were at Dodger Stadium, and we're in the process of ramping up for opening day, and we do something here in Los Angeles, which has now become deeply pointless. It used to be kind of a big deal before they started interleague play, but it's called the Freeway Series, and a few other towns do this, or did this, or still do it, so the players can... Pay attention to the dimensions of the park or something but they finish up spring training now with the Angels so we're out at Dodger Stadium getting all ramped up for that and the news broke and we talked about it a little bit and it's a big deal And it looks like the Rams are making uh, an interesting push my radio partner who's an NFL person and works for an NFL team as a play-by-play guy and works for the NFL Network uh, made a really good point which was the Rams are making a push right now and bringing in all these veterans and spending money on them, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which is really encouraging uh, because they don't have to pay the quarterback. Yep. And the quarterback's really playing at a high level, and he's very young, a la Russell Wilson. So it's kind of that Seattle model, I guess. I, I'm not a great understander of how NFL caps work and all that. But uh, I I understood his point when he made it, and if people stay healthy, and Jared Goff continues to perform, and Sean mcveigh still has that magic as far as play calling and setting up an offense, which my God, I didn't see coming. Uh, this is a really formidable football team. Now, who's into it? Uh, I think more people will be into it now. Uh, the better they get, there's going to be a lot of people that jump on that bandwagon. But the news is still you know, secondary to the things that are bred in the bone of this city. And those two things are in this order, the Dodgers and the Lakers.
1: The Dodgers start back, obviously a crushing way to have the season end. But in general, how much optimism is there in L.A. about the Dodgers being able to get the job done this year?
2: Well, we had a Mark Gubaza on yesterday. The, the old Royals pitcher who works for the Angels now, and uh, he was talking about the Royals team that lost to the Giants and, and the way they lost in the World Series and then came right back and, and won it all in, in five games. Uh, they do feel like, and they are the people that are with the team all the time and were there for the six weeks of spring training, but people feel like this team is really locked in and very similar or similarly built Uh, to last year's team. Now, just me personally, as a radio idiot that just shows up maybe once a homestand and screams at people and annoys people by the dugout or the bullpen, excuse me, like I'm like wow it's kind of hard to reload the the old pistol here and start all over again like I felt like that walking up to Dodger Stadium yesterday I can't imagine how these guys felt you know after game 7 of the World Series and all that heartbreak and it really feels like yesterday you know we had half a football season and the holiday season and all that but It really feels like yesterday that the Dodgers lost, and it's kind of hard to get it up again, so to speak, at least in my opinion. But most everybody says they're really locked in, and there was like 40,000 people there reported last night, uh, and Angel Stadium was almost full, and a lot of those were Dodger fans uh, the night before on Sunday. So people are into it. It's what it is in this city and uh, it's just it's a long grind. We'll put it like that.
1: <laughs> We're coming up on the end of the uh, NBA regular season. And I noticed something. I know you guys have had like Lithuanian people on talking about the Ball brothers and, uh, and everything else. Yeah, that fizzled out. That fizzled out. Has LeVar Ball... I, I, I hesitate to ask this. But has LeVar Ball officially kind of fizzled out himself? I mean, I feel like we haven't really had a LeVar Ball story in a while. Is this a decision from the media that just like... It's an interesting question, right? Is this a decision from the media that you know people may care about LeVar Ball, but we don't deem it to be newsworthy, and so they haven't had any story? Or do you think LeVar Ball in the offseason will percolate back up? Because it seems like... Maybe I'm wrong. It seems like his criticism of Luke Walton was kind of the tipping point for a lot of people in terms of actually covering him as a legitimate news source. And since then, I don't really think he's gotten any coverage at all in a substantial fashion.
2: Well, you had guys like Rick Carlisle get after him, right? And some people started really stepping up. And I think it was less than that and more that he alienates. Well, maybe that is part of it, but he alienates everybody. You know, ESPN sent a guy out to Lithuania to cover him, which is basically like uh, a giant oxygen tank with a tube across the Atlantic of uh, of uh, of U.S. media, and you're you're in the 24-hour cycle as long as that guy is in Lithuania, and ball alienates him and he goes home. You know, so yes, uh, it, it, it's an interesting uh, question you ask. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, my instinct when you started asking the question, Clay, was to say, I'm sure sooner or later he'll do something to try to reinsert himself in the situation. And then I thought, you know, maybe Magic Johnson or Rob Palenka or some uh, combination of, of Laker brass finally got to him and quieted him down, maybe. Uh, I'm not really sure, uh, but I don't think we've seen the last of him. But I think the Lithuanian thing has run its course, at least for us on our show. As much as I love Rytis Kozlowskis, I just don't <laughs> know what we talk about anymore.
1: We're talking to Petros Pavidegas, AM570 Sports. Have, uh, by the way, is that you? Like The beeping it's is
2: not crazy. not me. I'm sitting far away from my
1: phone. Here's a question for you. I know that sometimes you get into trash television, i.e. The Bachelor. All oh, right?
2: Vanderpump Rules now, man. Vanderpump Rules That's is the other the, one. This is the time of year for jacks and what a jackass I, he is.
1: I am obsessed with billions. Have you ever watched this show?
2: No, what the hell is that?
1: It's on Showtime. It is a fantastic oh, show.
2: Oh, is that the one with the guy from Homeland with the tiny yes. mouth he couldn't fit a dime in?
1: Yes, Damien okay, something, the rich yes. Idiot.
2: Yes. Oh, you would love that show.
1: Oh, it's awesome.
2: It's such so a good. douche show. Yeah, I'm it's kind just of a douche. A guy with billions of dollars douching out with all these other douches.
1: <laughs> Why do you think I like it? It's my dream come true.
2: Yeah, you're the guy on Twitter that sits there and talks about how much money he has and how big his house is.
1: Hey, by the way, I do have a big house, and I just and not as big as your house, not as expensive as your house.
2: on me every time I look at Twitter uh, and see you talking uh, about it.
1: I just bought a beach house yesterday. Not the kind of guy who likes to brag, but I literally just closed on a beach house in Rosemary Beach yesterday. So Where not the kind of guy Guantanamo who
2: likes.
1: Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, we're going down to Cuba. Um, no, well, uh, I'm you doing this.
2: Vacation in Honduras, didn't you?
1: No, that was a disaster. I that, that is my mother-in-law. You, you love this story, and it drives me <laughs> insane. I a couple of years ago. My my mother-in-law decided she was going to uh, to plan a vacation for us. And I said, "Okay, here are the only two things. You know this is like we're making a living doing college football television at the time. I said, "I can go on vacation, but it needs to be anytime after New Year's, all right? It needs to be anytime after New Year's like after I gave her the date, whatever the day the national championship game was. I said, "Anytime after that date and we want to go to Hawaii." swear to God told my mother-in-law we want to go to Hawaii and it has to be after the college football national title game because I make a living talking about college football I can't just disappear during the middle of the college football playoffs all right
2: and then I remember
1: yeah my mother-in-law I swear to God books us a new year's eve and like week trip to Honduras the murder capital of the world, and she does it during the time when the college football playoffs are at their absolute apex. Is so she a I couldn't go.
2: Or something. Who's your mother-in-law? Like, why? Where did she get the idea of Honduras?
1: I, I I honestly think it was just on like the drop-down menu, and when Hawaii didn't work out, she was like, "Oh well, Honduras is also warm, and it starts with H. I don't even know how it happened, but I couldn't go. I couldn't go on the vacation, and so my wife went. And she was like, it was the worst vacation we've ever had. Like they stayed in some awful place and she was like, it was miserable. And hopefully the people in Honduras don't hate me, but she was like, that whole country is just a crap hole. I don't ever want to go there again. Wow. Yeah. So thanks to my mother-in-law, we were supposed to go to Hawaii after the first of the year and we ended up going. So I didn't get to go on that vacation. Where
2: is Rosemary Beach, Clay?
1: Rosemary Beach is actually a little postage stamp of heaven. It is in between, uh, for people out there listening, this is where I'm broadcasting all week. It's in between Panama City Beach and Destin on a little spot of uh, the the perfect earth called 30A, which is this old beach road, Florida 30A, right along the panhandle there in Florida. So Rosemary Beach is, uh, it's seaside, it's Rosemary, it's Alice Beach. There's all these gorgeous beach communities and uh, we like rosemary the most
2: are we talking about the redneck riviera where mike price got in trouble it's rolling uh, baby and all that yeah
1: yeah yeah the redneck riviera is kind of an old school uh, uh way to describe it but yes like there's lots of tie dye shirt places so in you the bought area a
2: house on the redneck riviera
1: no no i would call this the southern hamptons
2: oh that is, nobody calls it that <laughs>
1: that's what i call it the southern <laughs> hamptons I bought a place in the Southern Hamptons which is uh which is fantastic. The Redneck yeah. Riviera is really Panama City Beach and a little bit of Destin too. It's where like you walk into the Walmart and they have I'm not kidding about this. They have thousands of square feet of tie-dye t-shirt area that they're selling. I didn't buy there. I bought in the in the Southern Hamptons.
2: Well, I got to say I love living out here in Western Paris. It's lovely. <laughs>
1: actually you where you live is more expensive in the past don't talk about me yeah you're uh you're in like the most expensive part of la you're a big timer for everybody <laughs> they won't true. even let people surf in your part of the neighborhood they have all the bullies to keep people keep outsiders out That's the right. we'll trash boys. your
2: car will will we'll burn you every wave clay every uh, wave will burn you we will cut you off we'll trash your car we'll throw a cinder block through your window yes I'm just kidding but that is uh, uh, what has been alleged to do by the Bay Boys in Lanada Bay. That is
1: true. That's, a, that's an amazing story. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Remind me to bring up the Bay Boys.
2: Stop I messing with the phone. I knew it's it. not me. I'm <laughs> going to fire somebody
1: when we come back. I'm firing somebody when we come back. Uh, all right. Uh, da, da, uh, thank you, Petros. I hate everybody. Oh, oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly. Do you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.